everybody, and welcome to In My Opinion, the Good Fight Podcast. I'm the host, Mike Marbach, and today I am joined by Jack O'Keefe. Hello. Molly Scullion. Hello. Dean Cobb. Hello. And we gave Tia the night off. Uh, we felt <laughs> that, you know, after she won the locks mm-hmm. for season season two, that she deserved uh, some, some time off to um, spend her winnings uh, in the way that you know, she chooses. Um, she will be back, though. Uh, this one is covering season three, episode one, titled "The One About the Recent Troubles." Uh, and let's get into those first impressions right off the bat. Molly, what you got? Um, I think it's a fun, fun is a strong word, but uh, <laughs> a good, a good season, season opener. Um, I mean, it, it's just, it does make me really sad, though. But sad simultaneously love seeing Audrey McDonald get this. Great oh my god performance yeah. performance of a lifetime this is this is like oh you weren't sure if she won six tonys now you're sure <laughs> <laughs> jack i uh, season three baby i oh i love this season so <laughs> every time i go back through the good fight or have in the past like three years since the season aired i'm always like most excited to get to season three uh, and i think this opening episode is just a, a great encapsulation of why because it has that playfulness that we've come to expect from the kings and the writers of uh the good fight already like jacked up a notch further than we've had in the past um but also like digging into some difficult plot lines but also like directly involving the characters in those plot lines where, where i feel like you know, half a decade ago, a matter like this would have been like a case that they were handling or their clients were in a Me Too. And even last season, we saw stuff like that. Uh, but I think it's a great examination of the direct impact that the cruelty of someone can have on the people that were not the, on the indirect victims of cruelty uh, and how people for the reasons for which people will uphold a legacy despite the actions of the person that legacy belongs to it's oh it um this episode's a masterpiece uh it's i i love it i love it uh yeah i agree with a lot of what jack said um i think the subject matter especially for for 2019 saying that like it was 2019 no uh but for 2019 (laughs) it it, it wasn't that's the before times. You get that, <laughs> exactly. right? Yeah, yeah. So it does feel, it's just like, wow. Um, it, and it's it's more of a reminder. Every, the more, I, I'm assuming the deeper we go into season three and four, uh, the more I'm just going to think back to those years and be like, wow, yeah, that did happen. Shit, that mm. happened too. Fuck. Um, I, think, I think I have a crush on Christine Baranski. In this, in this role, there it is. He's killing it, and oh, it's just like, ah, uh, it's so much because, like, she's like being like, I, I don't know if I'm saying this right, but like, more like great, <laughs> more great, more great, more great, like, wife ish, kind of with like the whole situation with, with uh, mm-hmm. with Kurt. And she's being a good wife, being the great, she yeah. is, <laughs> she is. And like um, her, just like it's the one to keep control, and that haircut, really good. Oh my gosh, really. her hair! Oh, so great, so good, <laughs> so great, so good. Um, and uh, Miss McDonald, uh, wow, 
I can see why Molly loves her so much because <laughs> yeesh, it's just uh, it's it's just like oh, and I hope this continues. The monologue she I I consider a monologue mm-hmm. that she had with the with the um with the uh, with the bruise or the scar mm-hmm. is if, uh, so good. If you could uh, allow me a moment, Keen, I don't get a lot of chances to uh, utilize the five digit debt I'm in for a theater degree. <laughs> I would. I, I think that could be considered a soliloquy. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, no, no. So I appreciate you for that um, because I hope we see more soliloquies. Um, but yeah, overall, like I said, the subject matter was tough. Uh, the fact that they went there with it, um, and I'm pretty sure um, I I didn't smoke before I watched this episode, but <laughs> they're adding new elements in this season. I think that is mm-hmm. super trippy if you if you did smoke um the the plant the little game at the end i was like what the fuck um <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm i'm excited to talk about I'm, i know that was a long kind of ramble but i'm really really excited to talk about this episode yeah i agree with all that uh it was an interesting episode to kick off the the third season uh heavy heavy topics Huge performances, uh, but a very good one, too. We had some comic relief kind of thrown in there with my <laughs> glasses um, and kind of going through a little little makeover there, but it was uh, it was fun. Uh, I did love the the good fight shorts that mm-hmm. they were throwing in um, uh, with the music. Uh, really fun. Uh, and some returning people. I'm trying to see if I'm confusing the episodes because we just watched two back-to-back. I think I'm mostly thinking about the next episode, so I'll leave that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, overall, a pretty good, good, solid episode to kick things off. Just a little heavier than I thought uh, was going to happen. Um, so let's uh, dive into Carl Reddick and all of the stuff surrounding that. Mm-hmm. Uh, him, the secretary, the stenographer, how that impacts uh, Liz, and we talked about her soliloquy. Um, or no, that was uh, Diane. Excuse mm-hmm. me. Um, but yeah, what do you got? I, I think, again, as I said earlier, the, the, the way that it pulls that directly into the characters and forces them to all re-examine their relationships with this looming figure um, I think was the, the smartest possible move. And I think makes this maybe the most effective, you know, me too story told on television in the last couple of years, mm-hmm. uh, because it isn't, I feel like in so many cases, it is something that the characters are removed or even last season, we had an example of it being something the characters are removed from and all sort of giving their opinions on. So we know a little bit more about them, but they're not really affected by it or a lot of cases that, and as insulting as this term might be, have like an after-school special type feel. Like we are aware this is happening and we know it's bad and we are good for saying it. I think this episode really digs into like the naughty, complicated questions that often get glossed over in effort of like being able to take a quick moral stance. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I I love that so we get opinions so we get varied opinions from so many different women in this episode and we get to even even those just brief instances where characters are discussing it we get looks into 
a worldview outside of what we could expect from like another TV show that was just saying like, hey, here's a right opinion, here's a wrong one. It This show doesn't feel like it's placing priority on any one argument. Uh, and I think that is something that leads into the rest of the season in that that feels like a, it feels like a very theatrical conversation. It, it feels reminiscent of a lot of plays that exist to get into like the, the knotted, confusing, unclear, uh, you know, corners of these arguments, uh, which is why I think it's a great precursor to the most theatrical season of this show. And I would argue the most theatery season of television ever produced. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I agree with that. And to go off of that, just uh, the intricacies of this episode, I think are really special too, because I think other TV shows that take on this kind of thing and, you know, deal with the dialogue of like women not coming forward and all of that um and women are like well I don't want to you know hurt a bunch of people or you mm -hmm. know you know cause a big stir and everyone's like but they're the bad guys and it's like <laughs> what you're seeing in this episode is that there are a lot of really good people who mm -hmm. would be adversely affected by these women coming forward and like really seeing that in practice and that's not to say the women are right or wrong for wanting it to be public or not they're not but to sh to really get into like what those complications look like mm -hmm. and the burden that falls upon a woman who comes forward especially uh excuse me especially these two women that you know we saw in the episode obviously there are, seems to be indicated that there are many more but i just i think that's so well done mm -hmm. and well displayed because we are already on the side of these these people who are now dealing with like what how do you even begin to approach this and and make it fair with, while saving yourself um so i think it's like the unsaid thing that lies beneath this episode a little bit but um is very very effective yeah i uh the one thing from this i think jack touched on this is just the varying um opinions and feelings and the different ways that that they kind of um yeah the, the different ways that they try to work through the situations on a case-by-case -case basis the fact that they try to um well they, they gave the secretary i think what was it a something that reddick promised her what was it a uh, pension it's a pension yeah okay um and then when they offered that to the stenographer she she had a different frame of mind as far as like no uh she had a, she had like a, a, a another feeling as well as far as like her trying to even someone that wronged her she's trying to protect the image of uh, a black man um in in the in in the eye of society i don't know if that's a term societal eye, eye of society um but i think um it was just really like like was said before well done uh the different points within it um yeah and the fact that like they had the character of of this man's daughter that someone that looked up to this man um be placed in that position and the fact that the whole firm tried to protect her tried to what, what did what they thought was the good the better thing um or the best thing for her when she was like no um he she knew she even said i know he wasn't a perfect man but this isn't right but i have to go through it and deal with it. i thought that was really really great yeah also, that, oh sorry go ahead 
I also think that was so well played the way she like came into the room and was like, I'm a partner. Um, you know, I, I should be in on this, all of that stuff, because I think it's so true. It's like the worst thing you can do to a, a woman who's involved in that and not obviously Liz is not the, you know, direct victim here, but is, mm-hmm. is one, uh, in, in a way, um, is to like make a decision for her. It is like mm-hmm. the stupidest thing to do for someone in that, in that case scenario. And I think the way, how gutted she is by it. And then the way that she responds to it so aggressively of like no i'm i'm involved and i'm i'm doing exactly what i want to do with it i think is 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 very rings very true Mm. i just want to highlight something he mentioned one of my favorite exchanges one of my favorite of many exchanges in this episode is when uh she's talking about how she could accept the way that he treated my mom she could accept the way that he treated you know, the children because they had to share him with the world. And I think that is another reason why I think the choice to make uh, Reddick the perpetrator of these actions was so, from a storytelling perspective, powerful because this isn't just like someone that was important to the law firm. This was someone who, this is a, this feels equivalent to if these accusations came out against like John Lewis, you know? Like that is like the level of, those are the stakes here. This is not just a legacy of one man. This is a legacy of civil rights. You know, that this this mid-sized Chicago law firm now finds themselves holding on to and in control of. I just, yeah, I think this 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 story was just a, ho- a home run. Uh, other small elements that come up throughout are uh, Tom and Jerry. Mm-hmm. being brought into things and them paying to have the assholes to avoid site shut down. Uh, Naomi, uh, I can't remember her last name, uh, but the reporter is back on mm-hmm. the scene and it starts digging into digging into things. At first, they think it's just um, a mistake on her part, but yeah, she's, she's like, yeah, that was just to get you, <laughs> kind of get you here. I, I love the, I do love the double misdirect of the Columbo moment. Where, where we as an audience get to have that moment where worried was like, oh no, she knows all along. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to be have like, yeah. It calls it a Columbo mm-hmm. moment. Uh, yeah. Jay was also great this episode. Mm-hmm. A lot of really good Jay stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think this this episode, more than others, I, I think shows uh, the, the best parts of having two investigators at the helm. Uh, of this show just sort of although it, it does also feel like they just kind of do everything like why why were they in charge of making the video <laughs> they were bored they didn't have any uh, cases to, are like know. are like investigators just like the paid interns of the world or they didn't it's feel like a... getting two more or paying people paying two more people to talk just mm-hmm. to do that so yeah, I, I think we're all familiar with having to do things that aren't necessarily in your job. Part of our jobs, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else was going on here? Uh, well, there's the uh, Marissa being asked to look into all of the other previous possibilities. Like, if is there anybody mm-hmm. else? Is, is Liz's thing? Like, find me anybody in it, anybody that you that you can. So she delivers this uh, file uh, with. We don't know. We don't know how many, if anybody is in there. She just kind of leaves it on the um, on the desk, and Liz. We don't see Liz looking at it, right? Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Do you think uh, she's going to? That might be something that would be dangled for maybe I don't know any <laughs> any other show that could be something that like on the back burner for like the entire season or next episode she'll just be like oh wow all right and then just <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. or it's in a metal trash can with flames coming out yeah <laughs> yeah and if we learned anything from that gun that you know in this show a gun doesn't have to go off yeah it could be melted down at the police station off screen yeah uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah oh man uh, okay, well then let's move on from from that to simple goofy stuff with Maya throughout this Jeez. episode. She's got her she's got a her own website which is at .net and you know you <laughs> idiots, how do you not mm-hmm. own .net .biz .website .org? Uh, it was she different can times. Yeah, sloppy. Twenty nineteen. <laughs> Come on, man. Oh a yes. Sloppy. They probably just got a contractor. Didn't hire a webmaster. <laughs> For shame. Uh, mm. Yeah. And the, just there is that she, they were like, we don't think it's wise to have you represented on our new website just yet. So mm-hmm. She's getting this advice from, she's getting coaching from Marissa um, to kind of uh, be more assertive, be louder. What did she say? Oh, it's the curse of the short people, something like that. Can right? I can mm-hmm. I step in? Can I step yes. in on that real quick? <laughs> uh, being as though I do believe I'm the shortest uh, person mm-hmm. on this panel. Um I did not get this memo. I don't know <laughs> what she speaks of. Uh, my belief is that I was supposed to be tall, and that didn't. So <laughs> I think that was yeah, bestowed, me too. Bestowed. Here's my hey, man. If I could, if I could lend it to you, I I assure <laughs> I you I would. If I, I could just scrape off a couple inches, yeah, give couple me a nice, inches. nice Maybe even six inches. feet. <laughs> here's the here's the thing. Here's the thing that like that bothers me when it comes to like this thing. So uh, I love basketball. And one thing that they talk about in basketball is your wingspan, how long like your arms are from tip of your middle finger to tip of the middle finger. Mm-hmm. I've measured this too many times. And I know for certain I have a six foot one wingspan. Mm-hmm. And what they say is your wingspan should match your height. <laughs> so in my mind, I should be six foot one. Mm-hmm. That's probably not true, but that's where I'm, where, that's where I am right now. Um, but anyway, back to the whole thing. Um, <laughs> It gave off very, I'm not sh- this is what, it gave off a lot of um, Spider-Man 3 uh, symbiote vibes, <laughs> yes. but in a good way, mm-hmm. um, because what that, what they did to Tobey Maguire in that one, not great, a little emo haircut over mm-hmm. it, but um, just to, one, to think of a reason that she needed to wear those sunglasses, oh, scratch cornea. No one wants to describe how. I mean, it, it happens, but still, a scratch cornea and like the whole big uh, the lab glass mm-hmm. lab goggles she came in with. Um, so that was really really cool. But just to see her with that confidence and it, it carry hopefully it carries on throughout the entire season. Um, but yeah, I think I think uh, they played the long game with Maya. Huge first season. She'll, she'll take a step back, be a background player mm-hmm. in the second season. Third season, Maya's coming back uh, <laughs> to take her spot as the main character. Because right now, Diane got that shit on lock. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, this I really enjoyed all the beats in this. Uh, really, really fun. And she looks great with those glasses. The glasses are cool. She's like, uh, tell them we tell them we did it, even though we didn't want to, because we're that damn good. Oh, and I, I know that guy, Bill Dawes. <laughs> I met him a few times. He's pretty cool. 
Oh. Uh, just on the Maya point real quick. Uh, yeah, I don't know that Maya's back, you know, but <laughs> I still feel like they're just giving her other, you know, weird assignments. Side uh, quests before, yeah, side before quests. it's time to take on the, the mm -hmm. main boss. Yeah, except I don't see her taking yeah, anything on. <laughs> yeah. Um, unless uh, the guy in the next episode is a mini boss, um, <laughs> I think so. We'll see. Uh, yeah, so it's, it's, I, I wouldn't be surprised if she's gone by episode six. <laughs> uh, that's yeah. that's how I feel about her storyline uh, instability. Mm -hmm. so, yeah, yeah sc scratch cornea, fun stuff. These aren't the briefs you're looking for. Say it louder. <laughs> I, I have kind of a, a hot take on what I think this plot line is trying to do. Sorry if you're hearing my dog barking no. in the background. Uh, no, thank you. I think <laughs> that kind of similarly to Maya's or, or Marissa's presence in this show, this arc of Maya is about the inherent white supremacy of the self-help industry. Hear me out. Okay. And this came into this Very locked nice in in that shot where Julius is looking down at the pool, and it is just an an a, a group of like I, I can't do the math of it, but like twenty five black men heads down working very hard trying to make it in this world, and fucking rich ass Maya with her heels up, who has mistaken self empowerment for arrogance. Uh, because she has no reason to believe that they are different. Mm. Okay. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, I'm on board. Yeah. Uh, go ahead, Mel. No, and I do think it's so. This storyline is so b bizarre in a good way, but like, it, for one, it feels like, oh, how do we, how do we make Maya more interesting? Mm -hmm. Let's have a, a quick bathroom makeover. Um, <laughs> and, but also like the the back and forth of like both Julius and Adrian talking to her about not being in the picture. And I think like personally, I took what they said at face value, like mm -hmm. that she's fine there. It's just, it's like right between the lines. Like obviously they're, you know, they're trying yeah. to accomplish something that you don't fit into. Who cares? You're doing mm -hmm. good work. You still have a job. So, um, and I did enjoy the little sitcom -y thing of like, oh, I have a scratch cornea, but like, oh no, <laughs> she's so emotional. Um, but then the way she like takes this left turn and is like, they're up to something. They're out to get me. I'm mm -hmm. Maya and I'm here. <laughs> I don't know. It's just like- And I oh. hired a web designer and did a little photo shoot. <laughs> And I took my mother's maiden name. <laughs> what She's was in it? prison. Heard of her? Is she still in prison? I don't know. I don't she know. is, right? Probably. So, yeah. Yeah. What, what is her current name? H Hansen. Maya Hansen. Like, okay. Mbop. <laughs> uh, anything more on Maya? Did you get your your hate in? My hate for hate for who? I, I think we all had some. <laughs> yeah, for my, oh no, I was the only uh, one that liked it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was literally the only one that enjoyed it. It is uh, good, good heels and good sunglasses, though. So, oh yeah, give her that. I, I think uh, again to Keen to communicate this uh, in terms you're more familiar with. I think I think we're seeing a heel turn from Maya, and I'm excited mm. for it. I do a from heel a, turn from a storytelling perspective. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah. I was literally about to say that. I, I, <laughs> here's, here's, here's the thing. Like growing up, you, everything is about like heroes and bad guys, uh, good and bad guys, blah, blah, blah. But the older you get, the, the, the more you, you figure out the heels get to do whatever they want. So they're cooler. Mm-hmm. They get to do whatever the faces, the good guys still got to be like, Oh, Hey, eat your vitamins and all that shit. Uh, whatever. Um, but yeah, definitely a heel turn coming. Uh, it, oof. And I don't want to go too far, but next episode, mwah, mwah, mwah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I, that's why I enjoy it so much. You're right, the heel turn. Mm-hmm. And that is our episode title, High Heel Turn. Um, <laughs> let's get to uh, Kurt and Diane. I mean, Kurt going through Ridiculous. it. Ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> it's Diane's so fun. worst nightmares coming together. Mm-hmm. I cackled the first time I saw this. This is oh my god! It's just amazing. Like it's like <laughs> it's like why not? I feel like that's what the writers' room was like with some mm-hmm. of like, especially with the Kurt stuff. Was like yeah, why not? Like let's yeah. sure yeah. It's like it's believable for sure, mm-hmm. and it's like you know what this is what we do. So yeah. let's have fun with it and take it to a 10 yeah this this feels like the season that like the narcs upstairs at cbs forgot to check in about this yeah. show. <laughs> <laughs> although yeah. not necessarily we will find later this yeah. episode they did check in eventually mm-hmm. <laughs> or later this season yeah mm-hmm. in a fun way i'm excited mm-hmm. about that one no spoilers <laughs> but fun teaser <laughs> ooh, ooh. <laughs> uh yeah i the more i watch the show and I'll say I've said this several times. I don't understand how Trump never tweeted about it. Like no, not one of his aides was like, "Hey, there's this show on CBS All Access." You know, no, here's here, here here's what happened. They said, uh, "Hey, Trump, uh, something's going on." Oh, what what channel is it on? Uh, it's on CBS. Oh, the old folks channel. Mm, I don't care. I don't nothing, nothing for me. That's probably what happened. He. I, He's so full of himself, he didn't want to deal with CBS. But the problem is he only had some access to CBS. (laughs) (laughs) He didn't have all access to CBS. Uh, uh, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, talking to the brews, super fun. And uh, I didn't notice at first that it was like, looked like him and it was like kind of mouthing. The first time Mm -hmm. they cut away, in my brain, once again, I wasn't sure if I had smoked before or not. In my brain, I'm like, ugh, that, that bruise looks like Trump. <laughs> like, that's the <laughs> initial thought. And then when it started talking, I was like, what the fuck is going on right now? Um, and God, God bless Kurt to to not wake up while, <laughs> while Diane is like, you did this to my husband and I'm not, I don't like you. Kurt's like, the hell are you talking about? Can I go to sleep? <laughs> so, um, <laughs> yeah, the fact that like, Curry's out here hustling because the whole FBI thing then fell apart. Uh, he's like, yeah. And like the, when she was questioning him, it was something like, all right, Kurt's not that dumb to just like as soon as they move in to start cheating and to start um, going with another woman or whatever. So I was like, all right, it's not a woman, but it's something. Mm-hmm. And then when he dropped the bomb, man, I'm like, wow, maybe cheating might have been better. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Sheesh. Also, what a fun dig at Eric Trump. Like, he <laughs> borrow his jacket. It's just so good. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, I also love that they didn't bother to get somebody who does a great impression of Trump. <laughs> oh, yeah. It, it was just <laughs> would, like somebody in the writer's room or just on set that was just like, hey, just do your best because we don't care. We don't want it to be good. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, just so fun. Um, yeah, and just oh, that shot of her hitting her head against the closet. Oh, I if gosh. this if this had been if you had only needed some access on CBS to see this show, that would have been gift to hell. I assure you, mm-hmm. that would have been that would have been second runner up to the uh, N word clip that keeps going around when people think it's real. <laughs> like it's it's so like and the way the way that like they're framing her bedroom now is definitely that looks such like a it's so much like a stage. Cause so many mm-hmm. different like parts that they could like play around with in there. Um, and when she did that, man, it's just, ah, man, I gotta start watching some plays. Uh, it's, it's giving <laughs> me a real theaterish kind of vibe. And I forgot how good, I mean, why, I mean, uh, I, I mean, going back and like remembering like different sketch shows, I would go see mm-hmm. and go watch and just seeing like a friend just fucking crush a role just like doing the best that they can with it and just great. And like, that's how I feel about uh, uh, Miss Baranski right now in this and just handling. Uh, Christine, she's a listener. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> On that first name basis. Christine, uh, thank you again, uh, Kings. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's just uh, like, it's just a perfect, me- just a perfect combination of just handling all of this shit while still like keeping, like, it's just, Wow, so good. No words. Yeah, I mean, there was the other subplot of Diane here is she's um, pushed to put all of the flower pots in the mm-hmm. window uh, and get back in touch with Tara, uh, the porn actress who was paid off to have an abortion uh, by Trump. Um, and she's still under that NDA, and Diane is trying to push her to, like, nah, there's a loophole. Mm-hmm. And they'll fight it, but we're going to fight it, and it'll be fine. And she's like, no, nah, I don't think so. And then she ends up going to Naomi and leaking the story. Did Tara, did Tara understand what NDA was? Yeah, I mean, she seems to have yeah. been telling a lot of people. <laughs> That's what I'm uh, saying. But well, the thing with an NDA, you... Going public. Exactly. Uh, okay. You know, that's why there's there's a lot of people in Hollywood I'd love to be in a room with because I'm sure they got juicy stories that you're never going to hear committed to any kind of public record. Yeah. Um, although Kurt has taken them very seriously, apparently. Mm-hmm. Won't even won't even give up anything to Diane. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, anything more on Diane, the flower pots, Kurt going out with the Trumps? No, I think that's yeah. it. Okay. Is there any stray thoughts from the episode that we covered or, or that we didn't cover that come to mind? I'm trying I think, to think I think I'm, I'm I might be wrong with this, but um I think every I think every first show of the season kind well, yeah. I think they kind of showed not their hand, but I think I have an idea of who a lot of the season will be about. Um, mm. I mean, every every character will be will be like showing the future, but I gotta. I mean, don't 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 give me any like keep your keep keep the straight face. Don't tell me mm-hmm. anything. But like, <laughs> I got a feeling that um, 
Adrian might be a secondary-ish character this season. I think um, I think Luca's going to be – she's always she, – I mean, the first two seasons she was kind of big. So I think she'll have a big thing with, like, the, the matrimony uh, division. Um, so I really enjoyed seeing that. And I think Marissa might – just be not be around but like not any kind of i don't think she's ever had a, a uh, featured episodes and uh, yet but um yeah I, I think this just showed who's the main players of this seasons mm-hmm. anyone else all right well then we will take it to some winners and losers let's begin with those losers keen I'm so glad you called me first because I <laughs> had to write them down. Um, so I have two uh, one, for this. One first. Uh, the main loser. Mm, okay. The main loser is Kurt. Uh, that's my guy. But my man got shot. Not in the back of the head like Ron Swanson, but pretty damn close. <laughs> um, and the fact that he was like, it's not like I have fun. They're paying me to instruct them. That's all I'm doing. Uh, so that he had to, ha- he got to hang out with the Trumps, uh, giving up his jacket for poor, cold uh, Donnie Boy Jr. or Eric or whoever didn't have the jacket. Um, yeah, and like, I mean, he has he had Diane, so that's partly that's definitely a win. But overall, just getting shot because yeah, he got shot. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that'll do it, Molly. Mm-hmm. Um, my loser is a uh, tall girl from the bathroom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about her. You know, from, you, tall from another tall girl, <laughs> I would like to wash my hands. Thank you very much. Right. Let her wash your hands and get the fuck out. Jeez. <sighs> Come on, Jack. I, a less obvious loser for this episode, but I do, I do think it's worth mentioning since he didn't come up in our primary discussion, that, that fucking idiot web developer Oh. <laughs> who's a dumb bad person does nothing good uh and you know what Spo- spoiler never comes back and i think that's great I, i'm glad he's gone forever and he just gets rightfully dunked on the entire episode <laughs> yeah adrian being like one final question <laughs> who are we <laughs> oh my god that course correction uh is oh. one of the funniest jokes that this mm-hmm. show makes. I love mm-hmm. that so much. In say that. <laughs> abundance. <laughs> abundance. And uh, one one quick thing, since we're talking about that, uh, when Adrian and Liz are talking, the who are we stuff, we are, Liz says, we are a firm with no past. Mm-hmm. Starting over, that's refreshing, and they toast to new beginnings. Uh, my loser is uh, Wendy, Cynthia, and mm-hmm. whoever else is in that that folder mm-hmm. uh, that Marissa put together uh, for obvious reasons. Let's hit some winners, Jack. Uh, winner, uh, I, I mean, I guess Maya. Like she is winning. <laughs> oh, she's just decided that the best way to do that is to stop having consideration for how her actions affect other people mm-hmm. molly um i'm going with diane even though i don't think she's thrilled about kurt working with uh don jr and eric it's he's not kurt is not cheating on her she's back together mm-hmm. with him she's no longer 
in fear of getting indicted. So I, and she has great hair. So I feel like mm. she's had quite the glow up since we last saw her. Uh, uh, I'm glad you picked me uh, because I have my two winners right here. Um, sad to say they were both told. Uh, so <laughs> they're already used. Uh, Maya was my first one. Diane was my second. So um, <laughs> I'm going to say my winner is um, the animators for this new season, mm. apparently. Uh, mm. The fact that they can uh, be very coy and playful with the, the drawings uh, and talk about serious fucking subjects, um, which is uh, really cool. It's an adult schoolhouse rock, and I appreciate it. Because I heard NDA, uh, just we just talked about episode, but I can't tell you what the enunciation means or the, um, yeah, I, I think I used that acronym. Word acronym. Acronym. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, Thank yeah. you. I appreciate you. Um, yeah. So I don't know what those letters uh, stand for, <laughs> but I know it's important, and I know <laughs> if I asked to sign one, uh, I might have seen some shit. So yeah, that is non-disclosure agreement. Thank you. Can't disclose it. Hang on. Mm -hmm. uh, can you hear me okay? I have to move to uh, my uh, laptop speakers because these just died. Oh, no. Oh, no. I thought you were going to say your backup, Ben. <sighs> All right. I think we're good. Uh, are we on me? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. Winner? Uh, I'm going to go with uh, an odd choice. I'm going to go with Liz as the winner. Although she she learned some horrible truths about her father, she was like facing it head on. Mm -hmm. Going to come out hopefully stronger for that. Um, that may take some time for, you know, for her to process all of that, all of that shit. Um, but, you know, dealing with the, the, the troubles of it, but also dealing with the women, like facing those, those women, that's got, that had to have been really, really hard. Mm -hmm. uh, she, she did it. She took the uh, ownership for her father's wrongdoings in a way that a lot of people, I guess, wouldn't have to do. Um, so I thought that was um, uh, pretty big of her. Uh, and that will do it for this episode, The One About the Recent Troubles, uh, Season 3, Episode 1, kicking it off. Uh, thank you, Jack. Thank you, Molly. Thank you, Keen. And thank you all for listening. Bye. Bye.